I was like, okay, challenge accepted. Let's, uh, you know, let's put some, let's wager something on there. So what did you wager? So she said that if I make it through the whole month, which is easy to me, she'll mm-hmm. bake me a chocolate cake. This sounds like flirting. Are you <laughs> flirting with this client? Absolutely not. Because that's something I would do back in my day. <laughs> oh. Are you sure? She wasn't flirting with She's you. She's married. Are you sure? Okay, great. Okay. Doesn't I, mean she can't be flirting, but fine. Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. If you are interested in coaching, please email us at notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. If you have questions you would like answered, please reach out notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. Also, rate and review and share this podcast. Okay, question for this week. It's a little bit of a long one, so bear with me. Got a message on Instagram that says, What do you do if you really like a guy and he doesn't really give a shit about you? And when you DM'd him, he actually answered and you had some short convos with him. But now he hasn't answered in a month and he blames it on his fans. But he can actually just search my name and talk to me, right? But everyone says just leave him and give up. But something inside me is telling me that I can't. And people also say follow your gut. But all I want is for him to give me a chance and I won't let him down. I just don't know what to do. I'm assuming, I haven't responded to this person yet, and I will, but I'm assuming they're talking about some sort of minor celebrity that they reached out to, and maybe they had a couple messages, and then he stopped answering, and she still is fixated on this person, which is totally fine. I think this can happen a lot with Instagram, which is why I'm constantly on my soapbox about Instagram is not real, social media is not real. Yes, it's a certain image that people are projecting about themselves, but it's not who they are. You are not friends with them just because you follow them. I would say to this lovely lady to try your best to move on. If you absolutely must have an answer or some closure, you can reach out to this person one more time and say, hey, I know this is crazy. I would love to connect some time and get a drink. I think we would really get along well. No worries if you're not interested. And leave it at that and take no for an answer in this case and move on. Now ask yourself, what can you get out of this situation would be What is it that you love so much about this person? What do you connect to? Is it a certain attitude? Is it just their looks? Is it their sense of humor that they portray with their social media? Try and see if you can distill it down what is attractive to you about them and then seek that out in real life, i.e. with people you can actually meet who actually know you. It's hard that you say he doesn't give a shit about you as if He owes you something. Unfortunately, this person probably doesn't know you, so they don't need to, quote, give a shit about you. But also, why would you want someone that doesn't give a shit about you? You should value yourself and you should say, these are the things I like about that person. Using that as my template, not like my total guide in what I'm looking for, because obviously I can't be comparing everyone to that person. What can I go look for in real life? Let's say he's some sort of fashion guy. How can I meet uh, fashion people? I don't know. I'm not into fashion myself. But okay, let's say he's an athlete. If you like athletes, go to a game of some sort. Go to a sports bar. Try and meet people who maybe connect with one aspect of who this person is and what is attractive to them about you. But try not to fixate on the image of someone on social media that you don't actually know. You do have my permission to reach out one more time with no pressure. You do not have my permission to take it personally if he doesn't respond. He doesn't know you. He probably probably gets requests all the time. And, you know, people are very caught up in their careers and their social media. That That's just not them. So 
take this energy that you have about him, ask yourself what is so appealing about him and also what is so much more appealing appealing about fixating on someone that you don't know than it is to take that energy and meet someone out in the real world. So every time you're tempted to fixate on him, go spend a half hour on a dating app or go out into the real world and meet someone who has something in common with what you find attractive about this person. I hope that is helpful. I'll come back if there are any updates or if any of that is different than I thought. And that is the listener question for the week. Hello, welcome. I am here on a very efficient episode of Not Your Therapist with, there's a few reasons this episode is going to be efficient. My guest is personal trainer Tim Liu of Tim Liu Fitness, and he parked in a zone that tows you at a certain time. So we're going to be done by that time because I take care of my guests when they come to talk to me. Tim, hi, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. It is such a pleasure. Tim is here looking summery fresh, white tea, tan, hair, crisp, attractive, young, fit, personal trainer, single. Yes, yes. he is nodding. Yes, yes. Alarming to me that you're single. Tim, I've known you for couple years now you come to my show all my single friends from time to time and Tim is just like a super positive motivating personal trainer with a personal training business you are very impressive as a person you are very attractive I said that already Tim let's just kick it off why are you single we're gonna talk about fitness by the way but first we're gonna talk about you why are you single why am I single wow that's that's a loaded question if it makes it easier what I like to ask people is if I were to ask your friends, yeah. objectively speaking, why are you single? Why is Tim single? Like, so I'm not asking you, so I don't need your like blanketed answer. I'm asking your friends who will speak about you when you're not there. Why is Tim single? I think because I think because he's selective in who he chooses to go out with and he doesn't want to waste energy going out with somebody just for the sake of going out. Okay. And it's hard to find a good match, somebody that you know, won't waste your time and, you know, isn't just another another notch on a belt, as fun as that may be. Do you feel like your people's notch on a belt a lot? Um, maybe the other way around. Oh, they're your notch on your belt. Yeah. Wow, you don't strike me as that kind of guy. Well, keep, keep talking. And, okay, uh... <laughs> interesting. So you said simultaneously you're picky and you are looking, oh, so you're picky and you're looking for someone who's not just going to be a notch on your belt because as a hot personal trainer, that's probably easy for you to acquire. I mean, it's... It's easy to, to date in LA in terms of the volume of people that mm-hmm. you're just cycling through, mm-hmm. especially if you're on an app. Mm-hmm. And you know, as fun as it might be, it just you just get burnt out, and mm-hmm. you just have to protect your time and your energy. And totally, yeah, Are you on the apps right no. now? Nope. No, deleted, you are not. Deleted everything. When was that? A couple months ago, actually. And what caused that? Uh, I was just tired of you know just doing the whole the whole swiping thing, and it felt very transactional to me, mm-hmm. and it didn't feel organic. Got it. And then I was chatting with one of my clients one day and I said to her, you know what? I'm done. I'm deleting everything. And she said, you know what? I bet you're going to go back on after a month. Interesting. A little challenge there. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, challenge accepted. Let's, uh, you know, let's put some, let's wager something on there. So what did you wager? So she said that if I make it through the whole month, which is easy to me, she'll Mm -hmm. bake me a chocolate cake. This sounds like flirting. Are you (laughs) flirting with this client? Absolutely not. Because that's something I would do (laughs) back in my day. Oh. Are you sure? She wasn't flirting with She's you. She's married. Are you sure? Okay, great. Okay. Doesn't I, mean she can't be flirting, but fine. 
Okay, so she would bake you a chocolate cake if you could get through the month. And if I lost, she'll never have to do a push-up again. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This is some interesting motivation for a personal trainer. Yeah. So I assume you won. Mm, absolutely. Did you get a chocolate cake? I did. I got probably one of the best chocolate, flourless chocolate cakes I ever had in my life. Wow. Well, you've never had my flourless chocolate cake, so oh, let's not okay. even talk about it. But okay. yes, I'll consider that a challenge. How did you feel? So now it's been a few months. Mm -hmm. And how did you feel? How do you feel? Are you meeting people in real life? Are you just not dating? Like, what's the status? Since getting off of the apps, I felt myself to be more productive. I'm not just, you know, goofing around on my phone, just swiping endlessly. Sure. I feel, you know, more energetic. I'm not, I feel I'm not wasting my time just mm -hmm. being on my phone because I hate that. Mm -hmm. You're a personal trainer. You like efficiency. Yeah. You, you like know, everything to have a purpose. Yeah, exactly. Every muscle. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Got it. Uh, it forces you to, to go out there and be social and to interact with people. So I'd go to events. I go to, I go to bars alone just to hang out. Nice. And, you know, meet people. Nice. But even if I don't meet women, I end up meeting really interesting people that could be in my social circle. Yes. And I can, you know, leverage that to help improve my life in some way. Do you think it helps you, the field that you're in? Does that help you to meet people? Does that help you to start conversations? Because I do think like that when your business is freelance in a way or is about kind of meeting the people that you need to meet for your business, that's going to make maybe dating and meeting people romantically a little bit easier because you can say to yourself, if it's not a date, it could be a business connection, could be a friend of a business connection, could be anything because when you're a freelancer, everything is potential business. Yeah, of course. Uh, I've gone to networking events where somehow it led to dates with random connections I yes, made. Yes, yes. So I love a networking event. Yeah. I go to them a lot because I recruit for a mastering company from time to time, so I'll go looking for people for their clients go to networking events. Those are great places to meet single people. And I feel like single people don't know about that a lot. They don't go because they're like, oh, it's a networking event, it's work. Like, no, this is just what it's called. Sure, it's for work, but it's also a lot of single people who don't need to be at home with their families coming out to meet other single people. Yeah, exactly. And if you pick the right ones for your interests or whatever, mm -hmm. or ones where you have to pay a little bit more to get more higher quality people, yes, yes. you know, you'll find some really nice people to connect with and who knows what can come out of it. Definitely. I do think the ones where it's like 30 bucks or something to get a drink ticket do tend to attract just a slightly more serious caliber of people because they had to actually do something to go there yeah i, I love this so you're going to bars you're going to networking events you're meeting people in real life do you miss the apps at all i went back once just to look sure was, was like, that within the month did you it cheat? was after a month okay smart. <laughs> i do not cheat no you do not and in <laughs> case she's listening he does not cheat <laughs> got it I went back on just to look at it. I was like, this is dumb. Deleted. Deleted. I, I don't miss it. Great. You no. know, it's interesting because with my clients a lot, something I work against is that instinct of like, now I'm sick of the app, so I'm going to delete everything. Now I'm ready for the apps again, so I'm going to reinstall all of them. I do think that either you stick with it and you find a way to do it that is like moderation for you that you can stand if it's a half hour a day or whatever. Or if you're going to get rid of them, get rid of them. But don't be doing this emotional roller coaster of everything and nothing. I feel like this applies kind of to what you probably teach as like a fitness and nutrition person is like making a lifestyle change rather than the, now I'm exercising three hours a day every day and now I'm not exercising at all. Yeah, exactly. You need that consistency and that balance because you're just going to burn yourself out and you're going to drive yourself crazy. Right. And if you're not enjoying something, find another way to do it. I compare 
when I'm coaching about dating, I compare it to personal training all the time that I'm like, you can't expect to be stronger or fitter or better if you aren't going in the gym regularly. So I'm always trying to get people to regularly go on dates and not expect to just be good at dating or like, I'm just not going to go on dates. And then the first date I go on is hopefully going to be the love of my life. Right. Like dating is a skill, it is a muscle, just like personal training, all that. You have to be doing it regularly. You have to get in the habit of it so it's not as scary to you anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're not as sore the next day. You know what I mean? Absolutely. How do you... So are you... Where are we now? Are you dating someone? Are you seeing someone? I want to like dig into your personal life a little oh, bit. Oh yes. Okay. Are you happy being... You seem kind of happy being single. Are you cool? Yeah. You have a, more freedom in my life. I, I can do whatever I want. Mm. I mean, I was in a seven-year relationship where... You know, were a seven-year relationship. Wow, yeah. wow, 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 wow. Yeah. So you get, How did you break up? Why did you break up? You know, you grow apart. Your values don't align anymore. And that's just what happens yeah not every relationship is meant to last forever and true you know they run its course you learn from it and you you find out more about yourself about what you want absolutely i feel like we're on the same page no i say that all the time that just because a relationship doesn't end in marriage slash death doesn't mean it wasn't a success you learn something from every relationship and hopefully you take the good lessons away as well as the not so good yeah have you do you find it hard at all to meet women in real life do you find it i know some guys will be like you say to give out because I tell people to give out their phone number all the time I've had some guys be like it's not as easy if you're a guy you come across creepy whatever whatever do you kind of use the personal trainer thing so it doesn't seem as creepy like what do you do well since it's 2019 yes yes please. <laughs> the way you know the way people connect is so different now uh-huh. most people will be like hey what's your what's your IG handle what's your social media and oh, that's interesting I guess that's like a soft way to connect with somebody mm-hmm. and then you you can slide into dms totally the, do you ever do you do that do you do you ever ask people out because i've also encouraged people to make the world your dating app so it doesn't just have to be when you're on bumble or tinder but it could be when you're on instagram if you see someone you find attractive you don't know them could you send them a dm yeah definitely yeah, my I buddy that's cute my buddy does that um have you done that um, or do you only talk to people you already know <laughs> What, sliding into the DMs? Yeah. I don't... I only talk to people who I've built Met. a rapport with. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. You're a very respectful gentleman. <laughs> you wouldn't to want to presume too much on somebody. <laughs> so, and that's working for you. So you'll like meet someone, you'll be like, let me get your Instagram. It's actually really smart because I guess phone numbers nowadays... If you're not totally comfortable with that, it might be easier to be like, oh, it's your Instagram. I just want to like check out. And no one's going to say no to a new follower. Right. Although, and you can correct me if you disagree, I kind of think, just from my experience with my clients, that people shouldn't follow each other until they've been dating for a while. Because I think it gets very like intrusive in a way, or if you have gone on a few dates and then you decide you're not gonna it's not gonna go any further and then there's this awkwardness of do I unfollow and then I always get these people who are like well he never texted me back he ghosted me but he watches my stories all the time like that kind of thing where I'm just like it seems to add this layer of confusion and passive aggressiveness that I wonder if that's just like don't enter that part of my life also because as we know on Instagram people are presenting a very specific side of themselves Mm -hmm. That could be very different from who they are. So I just don't like it as kind of like a reliable narrator, if you will. What do you think about that? I think that you can vet somebody pretty well based off of what they post on their social media. I just disagree. Really? Yeah. Because like, think of all the people, this is a big general statement, but like the people that post the most about how positive and happy and this sunshine, light, love, laughter they Mm -hmm. are, 
are the most unstable and mentally unwell. Not that there's a stigma against that or anything wrong with it, but that's where I'm like, there's a disconnect because I'll see a friend post something that's like, amazing, blah, blah, blah. I'll see them an hour later and be like, oh my gosh, you're thinking, they're like, oh yeah, I'm miserable. And I'm like, okay, so obviously this is not a reliable source. This is everyone branding themselves. This is everyone having a business that is themselves branding themselves. Well, I think that's how you learn those vetting skills based on what they post. If it's all, you know, sunshines and rainbows and inspirational quotes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to me, it, it, it fires off like there's there's something going on there. Yeah, yeah, too yeah. much. They're trying too hard. Yeah, if you're just, you know, posting several times a day or week and it's just, you know. I guess dare, you're right. Yeah. Dare I say shit posting? <laughs> What's that? Uh, shit posting is when you're just posting for the sake of posting and there's no... Oh, maybe I'm in a different... I come from a different perspective because I run a business. You run a business. And I don't want to post something just for, for the sake of it. There has to be mm -hmm. Meaning. intention yes, behind it. Yes, intention. Interesting. Yeah, no, I guess you're right. I guess even if people are presenting something that is not them, what they're choosing to present says something about them, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like a different... It's like that's not them, but that can reflect how they're trying to present to the world. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So what do you generally look for? What do you find attractive on an Instagram feed? Let's, um, let's talk about that. Hmm. Uh, no thirst trap photos. What's a thirst trap photo it's, for a girl? Yeah. So when, you know, they're just posting, you know, here's a bikini shot of my ass and here's an inspirational quote to go with it. Sure, 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 you sure. Know, you know. I hate when people post clearly hot pictures of themselves and then they post like a funny tagline, like kind of trying to downplay the fact that they just wanted to post a hot picture of themselves. I'm like, just post a hot picture of yourself it's fake humbleness. Why are you trying to pretend that's not what you're doing right like me when i'm waiting for pizza and they're like in a bikini and i'm like I, no you're just not say i'm in a bikini and i look hot yeah, exactly. Right? Let's be straightforward. <laughs> yeah, you're not fooling me. So no thirst traps for Tim. What else? What do you like? What's a turn on for you? Photos of them pursuing their, their hobbies, their passions, things that, you know, bring out a, a good positive side about them. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. um, But not fake positive, not inspirational, yeah. Cody positive. Yeah. No. What about, like, okay, I do have some people that I observe that it's a lot of hot filtered selfies or a lot of just, like, here I'm at this fancy restaurant he said thumbs down that was a silent thumbs down from tim lou fitness <laughs> no 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 filtered selfies the problem is that everyone does it these days so it's like how can you say no i, I don't i'm hashtag no filter all yeah the but time. you're hashtag hot personal oh, trainer fine. okay <laughs> fine Fair. I mean, I don't use filters just because I'm like, at this point, everyone's going to see the filter and assume I look way worse because I put the filter on. So I'd rather post without the filter and just be like, nope, this is the real thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The filter says to me, you're hiding something. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. If you use too many filters, it, it just sounds off little bells in my head. No, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. As a personal trainer, mm -hmm. that is what you do. That's what you're passionate about. How do you feel? Do you need someone to be at the same level of fitness as you are? Do they need to be as passionate like where are you at with like what you will and will not accept in a potential partner funny you should mention that mm -hmm. a buddy of mine who we i train at a studio mm -hmm. we had a discussion about what we look for mm -hmm. and him and i both agree we don't date fitness chicks interesting like other female personal trainers now why coaches. is that well this is good to know yeah. like so this. he his reasoning is mm -hmm. he doesn't want to date someone with the same interests 
or at least a main profession as him because it get, gets real boring fast. He's a workout freak and he doesn't want to date another workout freak. Got it. Um, for me, the woman I was with for seven years, she was in a nutrition field. You know, we always butted heads about, you know. You're going to have disagreements. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, I love this because I have people all the time that are like, we have to have something in common. Da, da, da. I think you have to have like two major things in common. Like we both like movies and we both like sex. Like it doesn't have to be these are the things we're both passionate about because I think part of the great thing of a relationship is you bring your different interests and information and knowledge into the relationship to make a fully fleshed out experience instead of two people either arguing about the same subject or agreeing, which is even more boring than that, which is just like, yeah, we should be healthy. Yeah, we are healthy. Yeah, I love being healthy. Me too. I'm healthy. Like someone there needs to be like, let's get a fucking Sunday. Yeah. You let's know? Let's salt and straw or, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But so what's the balance? So you don't want to date fitness chicks. What else did you guys decide? As long as you take care of yourself and you work out and you stay healthy and there's the intention of living a healthy lifestyle, then that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. As long as we, there's polarity and there's good masculine feminine mm-hmm. dynamics between both of us and. Okay. There's good so knowledgeable. Yeah. Interesting. That, that, I think that's ultimately what matters to both of us. Yeah. So you are, I assume, wanting to be the masculine energy. Yeah. And how do you determine if someone has the right feminine energy for you? Is it just something you could feel? Is it like certain things that you look for? What are you, what are you, what are you looking for? Yeah. You, you pick up on vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, women where you can tell that they've got this, you know, this masculine energy about mm-hmm. them, the way they talk, their mannerisms. I look for a little more sweetness, a little more, you know, feminine energy, a little more warmth. Well, and I will say, I don't think masculine energy is not sweet, but I do, I do very much believe in this dynamic that you're talking about. I don't think that it necessarily has to be man is masculine energy, woman is feminine energy. Mm-hmm. I think it can be reversed. It just has to be, or if you're not not a man or woman, binary, non-binary, it's all covered here. But but I just think there does have to be a balance of the two in a relationship. Whoever wants to play whatever role and it can shift. I try and, because I get, I, I talk to a lot of women who are very powerful and successful in their careers and they don't necessarily know how to let someone else lead, even though they say that in their personal life that's what they want, they don't necessarily come into it knowing how to do that. But I would love if someone would be open to them and then they could learn. How do you feel about that? Yeah, um, I think that some people, some women have trouble relinquishing control. Mm -hmm. And that could be because of culture, that could be their upbringing or whatever. Or just how they're used to being at their job. Right. I think you get into a certain rhythm in your life and then it's hard to shed that in your private life or when you go on a date or whatever it is. Yeah, it's like I coach a couple of investment banker guys mm-hmm. and you know they're, you know, alpha macho guys and when they come home the last thing they want to deal with is the same kind of energy from from their spouses. Right, right. Yeah. Do any of those guys want to come home and they get to be the feminine and they get to be taken care of <laughs> since they spend so much time being alpha and proactive in their jobs? Yeah, I think so. That could be interesting. Yeah. Cuz I do think I think it can shift back and forth. I don't think that just because you're a certain way and you're dating life means you have to be that way at home but I think there has to be a nice mix of it and the two people have to bounce off of each other and it has to be the right combination for them what's the last who's the last person that you dated for a somewhat prolonged period of time define that um I'll say more than three dates <laughs> that's the standard I mean this these days yeah and also oh because God. you seem like someone who doesn't go on a whole bunch of dates with someone if you're not feeling it you don't seem like a big you know I don't want to waste anyone's time right um, not that I think it's a waste of time 
sure. to go on a series of dates because I think people can change and surprise you and you can get to know them. But you seem someone who's like pretty efficient, knows what he wants, and is like, this is working or not working for me pretty quickly. Okay. Uh, earlier this year, I dated a girl for about two months. Okay. Yeah. How's um, that? It was fun while it lasted. Shame it didn't work out long term, but that's just how Why it... didn't it work out? She gave me just some lame excuse. So she ended it. Yeah. Interesting. What was the excuse? She just didn't see a long term future and she just moved back to the States from a different country and you know, she wants to do her thing. And are you looking long term for like marriage kids situation or what do you, what's your ideal? If I were to get married, mm -hmm. um, it would be to have kids. Mm -hmm. I'm open to it. Mm -hmm. It just has to be, you know, with the right person. And, you know, that's a major life decision that you just can't, you know, make. Right. By yourself. Some people do. But do you ever <laughs> feel like lonely? or sad or do you just always stay positive about dating like uh, i'm just wondering if everyone should become a personal trainer so they have such a great attitude <laughs> that you have because you seem like you never miss a beat you never are like when am i gonna find someone like do you ever have that or are you just like it'll happen when it happens you just gotta keep working at it going to the gym doing my squats and yeah. everything's good i think as guys we think differently that's we, probably uh, true our, our goal is to focus on our mission whether it's growing our business achieving other life goals and whoever comes along that we meet. that's what i try to tell women and it's not like oh guys have their mind on their business and you don't sadly it is a biological issue of women do not currently have the option if they decide that having a family is very important to them they do not currently have the option of like i'll just have it when i have it like if you want to have now there are many ways to do things you can freeze your eggs you can adopt fine but there is a real thing of a biological clock that happens I think hits you around 35. I can speak as a 35 year old <laughs> that we, you know, we kind of have to deal with that question and we are on much more of a clock than men have to be. And I say that to women all the time that they'll always, when they're going on a date with someone, they'll say, he doesn't seem ready for a relationship. He doesn't seem like he wants what I want. And I'm like, no guy is walking around wanting that until he meets the person who makes him want that. Like no guy, a few guys maybe wake up in the morning and go, gosh, I'm just so ready for a family. But they're probably <laughs> older. They've probably been around the block a couple times. Guys who are in their 30s, early 40s, they're still kind of like, I'm doing my career. I'm doing my thing. If someone comes along who knocks me over the head and I absolutely have to have her and be with her, great. But they're not walking into a situation like, good golly, I hope you're my person. No, are they? No, we don't think that way. Right. Yeah. That's what I think. I mean, I'm sure some do, again, generalizations. But I think in general, because guys don't have a problem of a biological clock, they can do it whenever and they can focus on other things until then. Isn't that lucky and nice to be you? It feels great to be good. Oh, God, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. What would you say do you... I'll ask you, just be honest. Do you feel that pressure from women when you go on dates with women who are of a certain 30 to 40 year old age? Do you feel, do you think about it going into a date where you're like, oh, this woman's probably going to want commitment and children soon? Because I know that a lot of women have that fear of like, oh, now I'm 34. Any guy I go on a date with is going to think I want marriage and kids right away. But what do you think going into dates like that? I think you need to go into dates with no expectations, but when you're talking to the person you're going out with, you can get a feel of what they want, what their what their values are, just from little snippets here and there. But you don't see a woman's age and be like, uh-oh, that's a biological clock, lady. It, it definitely plays a factor. If I'm going out with somebody who's 35 plus, I know that that's on their, the back of their mind. And does that bother you, scare you, make you more hesitant to ask them out again? Hmm, ooh. I know. Be <laughs> honest. It depends on the stage of... Uh, of what the what my stage of life is mm -hmm. um, in my 
career and my, you know, where I'm at in my headspace. Well, right now, where are you at? Uh, With that scary, how old are you? 32. 32, okay, yeah. okay, okay, looking good. Well, thank you. Um, so if you went out with like a 34, 35 year old woman, would you already be like, she's gonna want more from me than I'm ready to give? Or are you just kind of like, let's see how this goes. And if you're super into her, that doesn't bother you. Let's see where it goes. Like it. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I imagine that is a factor, but like many things, I think, if someone is interested in you, pretty much everything isn't going to matter. They're just going to be interested in you and you'll figure out the rest. You know, I'm four years older than my boyfriend and I'm pretty sure we're going to, if we have a kid together, it'll be before he's ready and it'll be after I'm ready. But when you want to be with someone, those are compromises that you make, you know? So I, I, I try and tell my clients like, don't worry about that. If they like you, they're going to like you. Try not to go into the date already putting that pressure on it for yourself because that's the mistake is to go in being like, is this my husband? Am it, I going to have a family with this person? You're just scaring people right off the bat. Right, yeah. right. I mean, I think they don't think they're giving that off, but I think they probably are. How do you not? How do you not give that off? How do you stay present and just see what happens? How do you do it, Tim? Just date by date, see how your life turns out, and just seeing how your interactions go. You know, dating is, there is a little bit of a dance. There is, you know, tension, mm -hmm. and you can't automatically just jump straight into it. Mm -hmm. You know, being super excited, you're, you might scare the other person off. You know, you might burn yourself out mm -hmm. um, and set up, you know, these unrealistic expectations. If you go on a date with someone and you don't feel sparks, but you're like, this is fun, I'm having a nice time, they seem like a nice person, would you ask them out again? Yeah, just to see if there's the potential there to, to grow into something more. I like that. Yeah. I like your style. How many dates would you give it in that case? Three. That's how many I say. Did you know that? Did you cheat? No, did you I listen? did not. What happened? <laughs> I always say give it three dates to see if physical chemistry can build because on a first date, everybody's nervous and it might not go that well and everyone's trying to impress. You need more time. What do you typically do for a first date? What's your strategy? Like, what do I talk about? Or what, do what, you, do I... what do you talk about? Where do you go? Do you go to them? Do you let them pick the place? Do you get a drink? Do you go to coffee? What's your thing? Drinks only. Drinks only? Yeah, good. never, never good, dinner. Good. Never dinner. No, yeah. never dinner. I no agree. Way. Wow, we're so on the same page. Oh my God. This is so great. <laughs> Coaches unite. That's right. Um, Never dinner. Never dinner. Drinks. Mm -hmm. Do you say, where do you live? And then pick a bar in their neighborhood? You know, just since this is LA, mm -hmm. you got to be, you know, somewhat geographically desirable. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. it's, it's That's tough. a factor for you i mean i work in the west side but i don't live in the west side mm -hmm. i'm you know I'm, i'll compromise where do I'll, you live i live in south pasadena Whoa. not that far from you i don't even know where that is it's, honestly it's, it's like 10 minutes from downtown LA. but that to the west side feels like you could date anyone in between those two locations that's a wide span sure but you know but every neighborhood has its own culture and, and different types of people i don't and, know if i agree with culture that. Absolutely. I kind of, but like no one here, it's like in any big city, people don't live in one place long enough to really identify. Like, would you say that I'm a Larchmont living person? No. I don't I even just know live what. Here. I, I even... know, exactly. <laughs> It's like, what's convenient? Sure, I mean, I'll give it to you like, okay, beach people on the west side, maybe hipstery people on the east side. But then again, most people are just looking for a nice, cheap apartment. Yeah, that. Yeah, maybe you don't want to judge people that way, Tim. <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe get over the neighborhood idea. Everyone judges. That's true. Everyone does judge. But I don't like to use those things to make your decision about sure. a person. Sure. But now, you're not even looking at people's profiles on apps. You're just meeting them out in real life. That's crazy. Oh. 
Who would have thought? Nuts. Oh, what, Nuts. What is this world we're living what in? What is this wild, wild world? Um, okay, so I have some personal trainer questions for you since obviously you're way too perfect to need any oh, sort of coaching. Far from it. Um, if, you, if you did have a question for me, if you were like, well, this one thing keeps happening or I struggle okay. with this. So what are the most common complaints that your your female clients... Uh, complaints? Yeah. About, about the dating scene in general and... I mean, I think we all know that ghosting is a bit of an epidemic right okay. now. So I would say if you are not interested in someone, which I feel like you're probably very respectful, but if you're not feeling a connection, it's so much better to send them a text, even if you've been on three, four, five, one dates, saying, hey, I had a great time with you. I don't think there's a romantic connection. So much better than just disappearing. I even agree. if you think like, oh, they knew we didn't have a good time. Like it's still nice for everyone to just get closure. So they feel like a person. Uh, the other thing I would say, I think women really, my, at least the women I talk to, want the men to be more proactive, more masculine, if you will, more decisive. So I love when men offer to come to their neighborhood, pick the place, open the door, pull out the chair, pick up the tab. It's not so much about like old fashioned gentlemen as it is about showing that you're proactively into someone and that you're willing to put yourself out there for them. Yeah, as a guy, you should be leading the, the yes. relationship, the, the interaction. Just in the beginning, in the courtship process. I think that's important because I think if what you're looking for is that masculine feminine dynamic, it gets set up from the very beginning. And that goes along too with, I think making out is very important, hopefully on the first date, yep. because that can lead to a lot of chemistry that doesn't come from sitting across from each other just interviewing job interviewing i think you need to sit next to each other yeah i do too yeah i say this all the time you <laughs> sit next to each other sit at a bar get a booth do something like that so you take the job interview aspect out of it talk about like more interesting questions i have a client who's kind of an introvert and shy and she was like how do i be more silly and fun and i was like well play never have i ever or like come with pre-prepared weirdo <laughs> questions or like Play hangman, like do whatever you can to shake things up and get yourself out of job interview mode. Even if you're coming straight from work, you should take a moment to kind of shake that off. So I think men just need to be a little more sexy, honestly. I think they're getting a little too on the like, well, let me be polite and like find out if this is a respectable match. And that's nice. Everyone should be polite and respectful. But you should also like flirt, touch respectfully, arm, shoulder. Why do you think that's changing? Why do you think guys are not as, you know? Well, I mean, I do think there's a lot obviously going on politically right now mm -hmm. and in our society where men have sucked in a major way for a long time and that's why they have to pay the tab. Um, it's patriarchy tax, so that's, <laughs> that's valid. Uh, but where they're now getting scared to be men at all or to show any kind of like desire or affection or attraction because they don't want to creep someone out, which is understandable. But I think you can tell and I think there's a way to flirt and be complimentary while still being respectful. And I just think someone has to break the friend barrier and like make the first contact. And it's hot when a guy does it. You know, it's hot when guys can step up to the plate, make the decisions, show that they care. And also a little tip would be a lot of guys will have a good time on a date and then just be like, we should do this again sometime. Or like we should hang out. It's so vague. So vague. But make a mean? plan, make a plan right then and there. Just, I mean, I think it's hot when a guy on the date will be like, 
oh, so what are you doing Wednesday? Do you want to do that thing you were talking about? Or like you said, you liked this taco place. Do you want to go there on Wednesday? Rather than at the end of the date, I had a good time. Next day, hey, how are you? Then wait like three more days to ask them out again. Like show that you want them. It's hot. All right. So that's what I would say. I think women are sick of wishy-washy. In, in both areas, they want you to be decisive. If you like them, be decisive about it. If you don't, be decisive and let them know. They can move on. You know, just all the wishy-washy, the caspering. I don't know if you've heard of that I, I've heard of it. The friendly ghosting of like, I'm still texting with you, but I'm never asking you out again. Don't do us any favors. Be a fucking man on either direction and like make your decision. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think guys just need to also like get over their egos a little bit and just put themselves out there more. Yeah, you might get rejected, but like that's your job. Yeah. Do it. Go after it. And also, while I'm at it, guys could be more, what you're doing is approaching people in real life. You don't have to be creepy about it. You don't have to weird someone out. Make sure they feel safe. Make sure you're in a public place. Don't like stare them down. But if you see someone attractive, why not go up to them and start talking and then be like, hey, you could totally say no, but would, would you want to exchange information? I'd love to take you for a drink sometime. How hot is that? That's so hot. Boom. So pay attention, fellas. Be a man. Be a man, everybody. Okay. Let's ask you some personal trainer questions. Is it hard dating as a personal trainer? Do you feel like people get intimidated? I probably would. I'd be like, well, I don't want him to see me naked. Things move around. <laughs> I think girls can get insecure. Like in the bedroom, you know, they're like, oh, you work out and I don't work out. I'm not as in, as in shape as you. So yeah. there's a there's a little bit of that intimidation factor, but I don't think it's ever popped up as an issue. Interesting use of the phrase popped up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it doesn't bother you. Like you said before, you don't need someone who works out as much as you because then what would you be bringing to the table? Right. You want a normal chick who just takes care of her body and cares. Yeah. Great. What are some fun dates people can do that are active? Let's say we're trying to work on both our physical and our romantic health. Mm. We call it romantic health. Mm. Um, Besides sitting, because I know like when I used to date a lot, I'd eat a lot of like French fries, olives, macaroni and cheese, you know, bar yeah, food yeah. and a dirty martini. Horrible for me. Yeah, like I'm six, sure, 700 calories. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I, on top of that, I'm sure that I, part of why I was maybe a bit of a psycho at times when I wasn't getting the text or the calls or the responses I wanted. And I've talked about this, that like probably part of the reason people are bad at dating in their 20s is because they're not eating healthy, they're not sleeping enough, they're not taking care of their bodies. I think when you're in an active dating phase, you're doing a lot of drinking usually, a lot of eating, a lot of snacking, a lot of sitting. How can people kind of stay more healthy mentally and physically through that period? Okay, uh, so that's a two-part question. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. So an active date. Mm -hmm. Okay, so active dates where you can go hiking, you can go rock climbing, you can go dancing. Are those good things to do if you are not a typically super athletic person? Should you not embarrass yourself or should you go give it a try? As long as you show effort. You yeah. Know, I mean, if you're dancing with somebody for the first time, you're taking a dance class, you know, there's that beginner's hell that you're just stuck with, mm -hmm. stuck in, where mm -hmm. you're just learning the moves and you're, you're going to mess up and, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. As long as you're having fun, it doesn't matter. Have fun, put in effort, yeah. be willing to try something new. Uh, you can do like laser tag. That'd be, that'd be a cool that one. That would be scary. Really? I'm freaked out by laser tag. It's really? in the dark. Oh. <laughs> That's creepy. Is it? Okay, maybe like fourth or fifth date. Okay. Not first date. Okay. Generally, I suggest first date, drink, as you said. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple. Second date, activity. So that's when you could bring in the rock climbing, hiking, biking. How do you keep an active date for, like that from getting into friend zone? Uh, by showing affection, not hiding your, your sexual intentions. And your support. <laughs> yeah. Your sexual intentions. <laughs> I like that. Okay. And then how else can people stay 
relatively healthy while going to a lot of bars and eating a lot of bar food? Well, <laughs> first is to not eat a lot of bar food. But you don't want to get too drunk, so of you need to be not. eating while you're drinking. So okay. What do you do? All right, so there's a couple strategies. Yeah, I, I wrote an article about it on my, really? on my website. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, so when, when I became single again, there was a period in my life where I just went on you know, a dating rampage, just out four or five times a week. Great. You know, just trying to meet as many people and just get myself back in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's tough. So you got to be working out constantly consistently at least four or five times a week you were gonna say constantly i'm glad you took that back <laughs> i'd be working out all the time no thank you um, uh consistently four or five times a week wow that's a lot of times yeah, you know, half hour can we do a half hour four or five minimum, times? Minimum. <gasps> minimum it's only half okay. an hour of your day it's true yeah it's true. Okay. you get it done just like that okay sure 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 uh-huh okay okay so you should be getting a workout in just so you don't feel so crappy after eating french fries for dinner yeah exactly okay so <laughs> on the diet end you should be eating healthy on the day, throughout the whole day on leading up to the date. And then if you want, if you don't wanna you know, mess up your fitness goals, you can have another meal before you go out. So that way you're not seeking drunk food after yeah. one or two drinks. Yeah, Depend- although some drunk food is Drunk delicious. food is delicious. It's delicious. Tacos at 2 a.m. in the morning? Yes, yeah. the best. I mean, yeah. I want people to have fun dating, yeah. so I don't want it to be like, and you work out and you eat clean and you go on your date and you don't have a snack. You know, like how can we, how can it be fun? How do you make... Because I do think dating, the way I think of dating and the way you think of fitness are similar or they are similar things where you have to be building up a muscle and building it into your life as yeah. a habit so it's not this scary thing. How can it still be fun and not a chore? As long as you set boundaries on the amount of food and drink you're going to be having for the night mm-hmm. and you're ba- if you track your food intake, you can balance all that. Mm. As long as you stick with, you know, all right, I'm going to set a drink limit. Um, I'm just going to have one appetizer or an entree if you're going out for dinner mm-hmm. and you stay with it and, you know, you just pass the time by having good conversation, plan, you know, being fun, flirtatious. What do you typically drink? What's your drink? Depends on my mood. Sure. Um, I'll do wine. I'll do whiskey. I'll do a cocktail. But you're probably... I mean, you work out all the time, so you're probably like, I'm allowed to do whatever I want, which everyone is, to be fair. That said, what do you say to people who maybe are not super confident in their bodies and maybe it's keeping them from dating a little bit? Maybe it's also keeping them from working out a little bit. I have had clients that I'll be like, I think you need to start working out, not because I think you need to change your body in any way. Because I truly believe that while that can factor into your confidence, people of all shapes and sizes everywhere have loved ones and successful romantic lives. So I think it's obviously way more about how you feel inside. So, but what would you say to someone who they don't feel confident in their body to date or they don't feel confident in their body to start working out because that can be intimidating? How do you kind of break out of the inertia of like, you know what, it's easier to just stay home? You have to work on your mindset. Mm-hmm. You have to reframe exercise and eating well. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of thinking, oh, I have to work out to look hot to, mm-hmm. to you know, be more attractive. Uh, you want to see as exercise and your nutrition as a way to improve your the relationship with yourself. I love that. Yeah. I would say the same thing about dating. If you're like, I don't want to go on dates. Dating is the worst. Rather than look at it as the way to meet the love of your life. Mm-hmm. Look at it as a way to get to know yourself better and to improve your relationship with yourself. Because once you go get a few makeouts, yeah. you'll feel fucking great about yourself. Yeah. You feel great. What's the workout equivalent of a makeout? Workout equivalent of a makeout? Because you know how a makeout to me is like <laughs> the prize at the end of the date. It's like, I'm going on this date because I know at the end I'm going to get a hot makeout and that's going to make it all worth that. Even if we had terrible conversation, I don't care. I'm making out. So what can you do at the end of a workout? What can be people's motivation? Mm-hmm. 
for why they want to go work out. I've only recently started working out. Full uh. disclosure. I've always done yoga, but I've always been a person that's just like, I don't work out. I don't like the gym. I don't like activities that are specifically designed to make me sweat. I like yoga because it's stretching and music. But like, I never wanted to do exertion. <laughs> <laughs> and I've only recently started because I'm working from home and I've actually found if I don't do it, I get super depressed. Mm, so so the, what's the make out? What's the make out to working out? What makes me want to get up and go do it? Just how you'll feel afterwards? Yeah, that would be the make out, I think. Yeah. The, the good sweat after. I was thinking about that today after I worked out. I was in the shower and I was like, the best part of my day right now, aside from when my boyfriend's here, hi, um, <laughs> when I'm by myself is when I'm in the shower after my workout. That's what I do the workout for. It's like that shower of like, I did it and I don't have to do it again until tomorrow. That's a nice reward. Yeah. That nice shower. Yeah, it's the best. Okay, so the shower is the makeout. That's what we figured out together. Yeah. Wow. The shower is the makeout. Go get yourself a makeout and then work out and get a shower. What do you think about couples? How do you think a couple, let's say one of them is a big workout person mm -hmm. and one of them is not. What's a good way to like, if you think your partner might benefit from working out, it's a good way to broach that topic without seeming like you're trying to change them or you have another agenda. What are some easy things people can do just to dip their toe in? I think you should just lead from example. Mm -hmm. Be like, hey, I'm going to do this new workout class. I'm going to try this new activity. You want to come with me? Mm. So it's a way to bond and, you know, get the benefits of exercise and start that healthy habit. I love that. Do yeah. you train couples at all? I do train couples. And do they support each other? Absolutely, yeah. I'm training a couple that's going to get married in about 39 days. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wedding body. That's right. I've always said that like I'm going to, if I ever get married, I don't want to be at my body best, whatever mm -hmm. that means for my wedding because I'm like then... After the wedding, I can always be like, God, I look so much better now. When I look at those pictures, instead of looking at the pictures and being like, that was the best I ever looked. I'll never look that good again. What do you think about that? You know, it makes, oh. for, it makes for a great story and the pictures before and after pictures exactly, will look great. Exactly. It's perfect marketing. No, I think this is good. I mean, I'm like a new champion of working out. And mm -hmm. I do think that that intertwines very much with your dating life because it is most important how you feel on the inside, obviously. And I think just working out produces endorphins, makes you feel like you did something, you got out of the house, you did something for yourself. You're gonna go on that date feeling much more confident and better about yourself. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that you're like one of my guests that's like super confident and happy with where you are. <laughs> it might be that guys don't have a biological clock, but it's also probably that you spend a lot of time working on yourself and saying to yourself, you deserve to feel good. And I get to help others feel good and you know improve their lives and yeah. it makes, me, yeah. makes me feel good. I also think working out, this was just an analogy I thought of, but working out as a couple, to me, I'm very competitive. Uh, I talked about this in, I think, my last episode, but I only really started working out because my boyfriend got a workout bike and he would always be doing it. And then I'd be like, well, I can't be the one not working out. I can't be the not hot one. I have to be better than him. Ooh, I love that competition. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, I'm really motivated now to do whatever he does. And I think the analogy there with dating is if you're not having fun on the date, get into a little competition with yourself about getting them to think you're having fun and to think you like them, even if you're not, and you might just end up liking them. I've had that work. Really? Yes. Where you're like, I'm not into it, I'm not into it. 
but I can't have them not be into me. So I'm going to make them be into me. And that's my game. I'm going to play with myself to make myself have fun on this date. Then once they're into you, whoa, all of a sudden they become more attractive to you because they're like flirting and now they're trying to get you. And you're like, oh, I feel hot. And whenever someone makes you feel hot, then you're attracted to whoever made you feel hot. This is a theory I'm developing. Use the competition with yourself to get the other person to think you're into them and then you'll be into them. It's a game. It's a game. Same thing with working out. Whatever you need to motivate you make to get game. to the shower at the end. There you the go. The make out. Is there anything else we need to know only because I have to let you go move your car? Is there anything else we need to know about fitness, dating, working out, you? Wow, that's a yeah. that's a that's a the lot whole of whole umbrella. Just dump on me. You have time. Okay. What is it? Tim Liu is single. He is ready to mingle. He is actively mingling out in the world. You will not find him on a dating app. So if you want to find him, you have to look at his Instagram because he will talk to you there. Tim Liu Fitness. T-I-M-L-I-U Fitness. You know how to spell fitness. And if you don't, you should learn. <laughs> Tim recommends four to five 30-minute workouts. Get to the sweat. Get to the shower. And then you can go on your date and get to the makeout. I also think this is really good motivation because it's like, you don't think you can work out. You don't want to work out. It's easier to stay on the couch. But then you get up, you do it, and you feel so good. And you're like, that was only a half hour of my day. Yeah, like getting started is the hardest part. Getting started is the hardest part. Just, just start moving. If you've been thinking about it forever, don't wait. Just do something to build that momentum. Same thing with dating. Yeah. Going is the hardest part. Just be like, I'm just going to go on one date. I'm going to drag my ass off the couch, put on some lip gloss, some cologne, whatever. Get to the date. I'll get my makeup at the end. If you don't get your makeup out at the end, you can have a shower at the end. I'll give you that. God, that sounds so sad. So good. <laughs> That's not sad. Nothing like a hot, steamy shower. That is true. When you've been drinking a martini and eating greasy bar food that you're not supposed to be eating. Well, that is like dessert. That's like the cherry on top. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Exactly. I love it. Anything else? Let's see. Anything you want to promote? Anything you want us to know about the woman you are looking for? The woman of your dreams? What's on your vision board? Oh, I, I don't have a vision board. Don't have a vision board. Because I'm a guy and guys don't have, or at least all the guys I know don't have vision boards. Okay, girls don't have vision boards either. It's just people who have vision boards. Uh. But like, I like, what I like about you is that you're very open-minded. You have positive goals but you're just like, whatever happens, whatever figuratively or literally falls into my lap, I'm just going to keep doing my squats. Yeah, exactly. Yes, do your squats, Tim. Um, and then how can a couple, let's say, you know that honeymoon phase at the beginning where you're like going out to eat all the time and hanging out at home and having sex and then all of a sudden you're like, I don't fit into any of my clothes. Yeah, that what relationship. Do do? Yeah, what do you do? That relationship weight gain is it's so common. So what happens, you know, during the the honeymoon phase, people get comfortable, mm -hmm. and you know they you know slide into habits that they're not usually getting into. Mm -hmm. You have to think of yourself as your own person. You have to maintain what makes you attractive to the person in the first place. But I think also what makes you attractive to yourself, because yeah. I think once you start feeling bad about yourself, is also ironically or coincidentally when the honeymoon phase starts to wear off. Because all of a sudden, if you don't feel good about yourself and you're not mentally healthy because you're not, you know, working out or doing the things you normally do to be healthy, all of a sudden that person you're with becomes less attractive because you're like, I feel worse mentally and you're here. It must be you. Right. And then before you and know, they break fights, up. Fights. Yeah, it's awful, bad. It's nasty. bad. So just whatever you do, like maintain your sense of self, mm -hmm. your well-being, your health, get out of the house, get away from your partner, take some space to go do your own thing. It's also so hot when you tell your partner, like, I can't hang out with you right now. I'm going to a yoga class. Yeah, you build attraction that way and 
mm-hmm. by maintaining who you are and you're, you're keeping high standards in mm-hmm. a relationship. Mm-hmm. So then that way neither person gets complacent or too comfortable to where, oh, we're both out of shape. Crap, yeah. I got to, yeah. you know, get it together. Right. Yeah. I want to feel hot and you don't make me feel hot. The goal is to make <laughs> each other feel hot. That's however right. you have to get there on the first date, on the 2500th date. Make each other feel hot. So if that means working out together, working out on your own, telling your partner they're hot, doing the competition of who can make each other feel more hot. Yeah. I'm all about this. I think couples should never stop dating each other. I would agree with you. That's beautiful. (laughs) Even if it's just to go to a yoga class or go for a walk. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to go for a walk, get out of the house. And like, it's really tempting to just sit on the couch and stare at each other and and then eat some ice cream. And spoon feed each other Halo Top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Ben and Jerry's. No, no. (laughs) But no, you want to get, you'll be, you'll appreciate it even more if you go for like a dirty hike and then you get the shower. Dirty hike. And then, yeah, dirty hike. And then you spoon feed the ice cream. It's just so much better. It's more of a payoff, more of a reward. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm about it. I'm about it too. We'll come up with more metaphors. Thank you so much for coming. You have to go move your car. You are great. Tim is great. I'll sell you on Single Crush Saturday. You don't have to be a fitness person. In fact, it's better if you're not. But also, Tim's open-minded and open to everyone. As long as you're positive and real and care about your health and can keep up with this hot personal trainer. Yes. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, Dahlia. Bye. Bye. Just the tip, a dating tip. That was a very quick conversation with Tim Liu, personal trainer. He is wonderful. I hope that was helpful for everyone. And one interesting thing that he said once we stopped recording was, actually, I have a second date tomorrow. And I said, oh, with who? And he said, someone I met in my karaoke league. Tim didn't mention anything about karaoke, but what I love about that is He does things other than personal train. I think we have a tendency to get very myopic with our interests in this town. We're told, well, not just in this town, in this generation, we're told to focus in on our passion and make it our life and we have to make a business of it and our social media and blah, 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 all this. The fact is you don't have to do that. The more diversified interests you have, the better. And that's also how you can meet someone you wouldn't normally meet. So I was recently talking with a client about she went on a business trip and found herself doing all these different interesting activities and meeting all kinds of different people that she normally wouldn't have met. And she said, I don't know why I don't act that way when I'm in LA. I do my same four activities. I have my same friends. I go to the same bars, the same restaurants, stay in my area. If we could live a little bit more like we are a tourist in our own city, I think that would be very helpful with meeting a new kind of person, kind of shaking things up, making things more fun. There's no reason that just because you normally socialize with a certain type of people based on your neighborhood, your activities, your interests, whatever, there's no reason those are the only type of people you can socialize with. There are many different ways to meet people. Expanding your interests. If you are a performer, go do something with visual art or go to a gym, take a class, do a dance class, do something outside of your normal realm of possibility. Act as if you're a tourist in your own city, in your own life. Ask yourself, if I was brand new here and knew nothing, and went on like Yelp or whatever local listing there is and found something to do, why do I not do that? Why have I settled into this kind of status quo of what I do and do not do? That was a confusing sentence. Shake it up. Go meet different people. Diversify your interests. Don't think that just because someone's a personal trainer, they only want to talk to other personal trainers. They want to talk to you. You're interesting. So go find them. 
Thank you oh so much to Tim Liu of Tim Liu Fitness. That's T-I-M-L-I-U Fitness on Instagram. Uh, thank you to all of you for listening. Thank you to my beautiful producer, Christine Bartolucci, my social media producer, Melissa Gruen. Don't forget to rate and review and share this podcast. Reach out with questions or for coaching Now Your Therapist podcast on Instagram and at Gmail. And thank you to all of you for listening and making dating fun.